Welcome to episode 43 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, we'll be covering chapters 110 through 120 of Tracy Wolf's Crush. And in this episode, we are finally down to the big challenge. Grace is going to be battling in a death-defying game of Ludares for inclusion on the circle. We have a lot to cover today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. What is up, guys? We have probably the most exciting episode that we've had so far because today the craziness ensues and Grace challenges for inclusion on the circle. Um, But Amber and I have a fun little announcement that we didn't get to announce last week because I believe that we made the decision on the day of posting the podcast. I think, I think it was on, on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Um, We decided that since we have so many like references that just don't align with a lot of the other Crave groups, all of our silly things like Heather Wear Crab and stuff that only Crave podcast listeners would understand. We don't want to junk up everybody else's groups. So we made our own and you can find it on Facebook. Feel free to join. We'll probably have some exclusive content in there. I'd like to start running all of our contests and giveaways from that group because it makes it a little bit easier. Um, Amber, what is the name of our group? I can't remember offhand. Uh, uh, crave the book podcast tea party tea room thing tea room i'm, I'm gonna find it <laughs> crave crave I'll find crave the book podcast tea room yes that's right yeah so just go to facebook type in crave the book podcast and you should find it right away but if not crave the book podcast tea room request to join and that is admined by me amber and phoenix who you might know from the crave community because she is a raving crave fan so she's probably listening to this right now but um i think it'll be a fun place to hang out so feel free to chat about anything crave related in that group but are we are we ready to get started? Do you want to give them their spoiler alert since I know that you've got Do you want to say which chapters we read? Oh yeah. We're we're gonna be doing chapters. We did a it was a doozy. <laughs> yeah, chapters. This is a long one. We did chapters 110 through 120. So <laughs> we will be done with crush probably by next week will be our last crush episode. And then our covet mm-hmm. episode the week after will be the episode where we do our giveaway. So we are yes we have a lot to cover today but so essentially we read today we read um up until grace finishes on the ludes tournament yes which was a lot but yeah well i was i read the first two chapters and then i was like she's on the she's on the field now mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah um as for the spoiler alert you guys know if you've listened every week to listen out for the wolf howl, it sounds just like this. Woo! <laughs> and that signifies that everything before that sound has been based on the chapters that we have read today. And everything after that will be spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Uh, you don't want to ruin any surprises that are about to come your way if you're still reading the books. So drop out when you hear that noise. Come back again. We're not going anywhere. Um... But we've we've got a few kind of I, I, I don't whether well, did we go up to court? I didn't add any to the spoilers. I didn't. Yes, have I think so. All right. Yes. So yeah. Make, we, went, we went up to court. So make sure so. that you've read court 
if you listen to the whole podcast. If not, leave after the wolf howl. Just leave yes. now. <laughs> we're not even that funny. I know. Everybody's like, oh, you guys are so funny. Like, uh, no, we're not. But we, we appreciate you guys all the same. We're caffeine-fueled <sighs> and slightly delirious with tired. Yes, just a little bit. <laughs> but maybe that's what, what the charm is. So, um, <laughs> Charm. So, charm. So... Jackson and Grace's mating bond has just been severed. Grace is walking into the stadium to do this impossible Ludares challenge that's designed for two people. Um, And as Hudson helpfully pointed out, that the the challenge was designed to be difficult for Grace and Jackson, knowing how powerful Jackson was. And the fact that Jackson isn't competing, that means it's going to be absolutely impossible for Grace. So... um, Grace decides that she's going to pull out all of the items that she conveniently stowed away in her backpack on the trip to the Unkillable Beast Island and go ahead (laughs) and get Hudson out of her head. And my first thought was that Grace could have just kind of snuck away at any time and gotten Hudson out of her head a while ago. And I understand that he he would have been instrumental before the Unkillable Beast. Yeah. And I understand that everybody would have been upset, but I feel like it would have he would have had the time to redeem himself even if everybody was upset i feel like it would have been worth it in order to keep xavier alive and to have given them a a better chance not that it would have been good if the unkillable beast died um but at the same they wouldn't have needed the heartstone exactly they wouldn't have needed the heartstone anyway they wouldn't even even needed to go to the unkillable beast island which you know maybe the maybe it's good that they did because that leads to a later chain of events that were important Dun-dun-dun-dun. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, but I feel like if it, if I were in Grace's position, I would have just said, screw what everybody thinks. I know what's right, and I would have just done it, and I would have, you know, everybody could have forgiven me later for it. But I think I would have done what was what I felt was right, right from the get-go, rather than letting my friends decide. Yeah, and what's really sad is that she keeps on repeating that the only reason that she's releasing him was because she didn't want him to die with her. Mm-hmm. She didn't want that on her conscience when she's dead. Um, instead of, you were always innocent to me anyway, and you deserve to be free, even if I do die, I want you to be free. It was a, no, nah, I just don't want it to drag you to hell with me. Yeah, yeah. Which I think that knowing Hudson's character, he he was so quiet during this part because I think that it's that he would have chosen to go with her. Like, even mm-hmm. if she died, I think that that would have been, he would have chosen to go down with her. So. Yeah. yeah. And knowing this, like, universe, maybe hell is a real place. Yeah. And she's... And they'd probably escape. <laughs> and she doesn't want Hudson to be a... haunting the haunting the halls of Katmere as a yeah. ghost. And, he, and she is like, you'd be the first ghost to haunt Katmere. And then he says... I wouldn't be the first person to haunt Catmere. There's other ghosts. There's other ghosts at Catmere? Is it like Harry Potter ghosts or are they like actual spooky ghosts? I don't know because we have not met any. And and it, does that mean that they have been like exercised out of Catmere? In which case, do they have a ghost hunting team? Because I need that as a spinoff. That would be a great spinoff. Or ghost hunting at Catmere. There are other classrooms where it's just ghosts that attend, but you don't know about it because the faculty are also ghosts for those particular students. That could be an absolutely amazing ASMR, though. Just a video of just, like, creaky house noises and people going, What was that? What was that? (laughs) (laughs) Ghost hunting at Catmere. 
All right. So Grace has made her decision that she's going to get Hudson out of her head. Mm-hmm. She she takes out all of the the items, um, including the the bloodstone. And Which I, definitely needs to be the name of Grace and Hudson's band. <laughs> Blood and stone together. Bloodstone. Great name. It is. And it fits both of them, too, because she's stone, Just, he's blood. It's, yeah, the vamp gargoyle squad. Yeah. Bloodstone. And, you know, there was a part where she said that she placed the four items into a circle, but I would like to helpfully point out the four items cannot be placed into a circle. Unless, you, <laughs> unless you've drawn a circle onto the ground, four items placed in a circle would be a square. Are you one of those people that, like, watches a video of people who are doing the shape sorting and they're like, what what hole does this square peg go in? And you go, the, the square one, the square one. That's right, the square one. What shape does the circle one go through? The, the circle one, definitely the circle one. Yes, right, it goes through the square hole. Yeah, and that guy just <laughs> starts just putting like, all like, of the what? shapes. They all fit yeah. in, the, in the square hole. Yeah, and you're, you're just a person like, no, no. this is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen My it. life is a lie. <laughs> Um, my favorite part of this whole scene is how Grace, she notices that the bloodstone like floats in front of her and she's like, I know exactly what to do. And then she reaches out and grabs it and it cuts her finger. And then she's like, I have no idea what to do. And now I've messed it up. (laughs) I was like, why does all the rituals have to involve blood? It's like a blood ritual. And then she's like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. And like every single ritual and like chant and circle you've been in has involved creepy witchy woo so why why are you not expecting it yeah it's ever, um nothing is ever going to be as it as it seems with with any of this um yeah i was really hoping that when hudson like appeared in front of her that he would be like ta-da but he was just, he would like appear like reese at her wedding yeah just just crack of lightning <laughs> thunder but no he's just kind of standing there like hello <laughs> he gives her a little wave of his little fingers hi uh, he acts a little shy kawaii, kawaii. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's kind of he, he he i think he knows that like things are about to go bad so he doesn't want to be his usual snarky self yeah and then he also kind of owes it to her that he's now free and it was all down to her yeah like the others weren't even part of it um but yeah um and then he goes oh and yeah by the way i stashed my powers inside your brain okay <laughs> so what <laughs> <laughs> uh and not even like a oh uh yeah there's like a password to unlock it or that you just have access to them forever it's they've stored them in your mother's smile yeah, here's the thing. I would like to point out that memories, um, you don't actually have memories. You only have memory of the last time you thought about a memory, which is why memories get warped over time and why some people can be um, convinced of what is essentially a lie. Because if you recall something and it changes just ever so slightly every time you recall it, then by the time, you know, you've you've thought of this memory like a hundred times it could be completely different than what actually happened so <laughs> what if grace doesn't quite remember that and dies just just so her mum didn't smile no at she, any point she was really mad the whole time grace just assumed that she was smiling <laughs> because she was a kid <laughs> yep um 
she's and she's really worried because if Hudson's now mortal, it means that Cyrus and Delilah can kill him. And she's worried about him going out into that stadium and, and getting killed. And she doesn't want to take these powers. But he points out that they've already done everything they can to me, especially my father. <laughs> and then my thought was, oh, because they made him kill his puppy. <laughs> but also, that that covers a lot of ground. There are a lot of worse things that a parent can do to their child. Oh, yeah. I mean... And have they already done everything they can to me? And I'm like, did they? Well, they haven't killed... That makes it even worse. It, here's the thing. I'm talking about harassment. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking about Grace, though. Like, Grace is probably the worst thing that they could do to Hudson at this point. So... Yeah. It's kind of kind of like kind of a slight burn on Grace. They've already done Grace is the puppy. Yeah, they've taken everything away from me except for <laughs> not you Grace, you're you. fine. <laughs> yeah. If you go to the prison, I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be all right. <laughs> but yeah, so he's given her his powers and she's kind of just going through what she can use his powers for. And I just made it made me think I was like, so if your life wasn't in danger about to play badminton or some stupid game what would be the first thing that you would do with a power like hudson's just the disintegration or disintegration or the persuasion persuasion um i don't know if there's any anything that i would particularly want to like, disintegrate no, no real life applications <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think i think that i think that my do you have an old sofa Needing like an old couch in your back garden. <laughs> yeah, I could just vacuum it up if, you know, that way I don't... I really do want to get rid of this couch that's in our basement so I could just disintegrate it and vacuum it. Um, I think that everything everything that I want is is just petty little things. I don't think that I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to take down the the government. <laughs> I don't think that that's what I would do. I would, um, I would be intrigued to see whether the powers of persuasion would work on animals and I would go right up to Pixel and say, right, Here's the thing. You do not need to bark every time you go outside. Because <laughs> that, that, like, that would fix so many things in my life. He's so loud. Is He's a corgi for anybody who doesn't know. And he's he lives up to his name as a corgi. He's so loud. Um, but yeah, like, I wish I could have like a day where I could actually just go, why do you bark? <laughs> what, what? what are you barking at? What are you trying to tell me? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I think powers of persuasion. Just tell him you don't need to. By the way, <laughs> I've got this. I can protect the house without you. I, th I, I feel like most people would be like, oh, I would go into a bank and and persuade them to give me money. And I'm like, that doesn't necessarily mean that you wouldn't have repercussions for doing so, though. Like, you're just able to persuade them to give you the money. I mean, could you persuade when the cops come to your door? Do you also are you also able to persuade them to forget that you took the money? Like, I feel like do you, they have to see your face? What could it just be your voice? Uh, do they have to see your face? Do you think could it just be your voice? I'm not sure. I would assume that it doesn't need to be your face because Grace with Hudson in her head was able to. It wasn't Hudson's face that that. Um, Cole saw the night that Hudson took over her body so hmm. I would say that a face isn't necessary um, but I don't know oh yeah and he's and he spoke to the librarian mm-hmm okay 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 so 
Yeah. And it, and it wouldn't have even come out as his voice either. It would have come out as Grace. So maybe we maybe we could use this as like a marketing thing. Yeah. Just, oh, could you imagine? Well, that's because Amber and I are business owners. So we would just think about like how we could build like... like a, Give me all your money. Yeah. A monopoly. <laughs> A monopoly but I don't on, want to do it for free. A monopoly on dog <laughs> cards. Yeah. It's like give me all your money by buying my things. I don't want to I don't want your money for free. I want to still work for it, but I want to be successful at it whilst I'm doing it. And, and if my my voice of marketing could work like that, I'd have it made. Except except if you find out that like one of them went bankrupt and they're just living in literally a house of cards made from your cards. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yep. Or like, I actually find out that the money that I've received is from like tax evasion. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like oh, it's like money from blood diamonds or something. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so short answer is I don't know. Um, and I think that any th- anyone that I would disintegrate, I don't really want to share that on the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, there's some bad people in the world that I would disintegrate, but you yeah. know, the, the, the evil people, we'll just leave it at that. The evil, I would disintegrate the evil people because at least I feel like death by disintegration would be humane, you know, like if yeah, they wouldn't even had a chance to feel anything. Yeah. Like, ter- like awful people who are, I, I, if they're like going to be on death row for like, you know, awful crimes, I would say that disintegration might be the the more humane way to go and then we just don't need to worry about evil people doing evil things and and being paid to sit in a room yeah for years yeah yeah and i'm talking about like the most evil of evil people because i think that sitting in a room would be even a a worse punishment sitting in a room for the rest of your life if they really deserve to just sit and think about who they've hurt like that might be realistic but if they are so evil that i don't even trust them to stay contained like people who can bust out of prisons and I think that they might so be. So Hudson. Yeah. No no Hudsons, though. <laughs> I, I like the Hudsons. All right. I didn't understand this this note. I don't know where I was, like, reading. She goes through this, she goes through this like, pity party of, like, I'm alone now and I'm single and I'm walking on to this and I thought that I would have Jackson or at least Hudson in my oh. head. Now I'm alone. And I was, like, oh, this entire paragraph is, like, how a human feels when they're suddenly single. Like, but what? How will I open this <laughs> jam jar? How will I bleed a radiator? <laughs> but what if I need to reach something tall? <laughs> she was so miserable. You're pointing. She did it like. You're only pointing out things that would apply to a short, weak person like us. us. <laughs> we're not. We're not speaking on behalf of strong, independent women who don't need no men. <laughs> or the other way, where like the 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 man has been left. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how to make a sandwich. No one ever taught me. <laughs> yeah, let's let's dive right into sexism. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I think that I think that. Everybody um, has those moments of pity parties. And I definitely feel like getting broken up with is when you feel it the worst. And then years later, you can think back on those moments and just... But also, she she had the worst pity party right after. But that was also because of the pain and everything like that. She's now got Hudson out of her head, which means that her thoughts are her own. And that must be, firstly, quite freeing when you've had somebody like, like listening in this entire time but also 
she's on her own on her own because even when she was alone walking around the grounds of Catmere in the shower or whatever she kind of knew that at any point she could call for help and Hudson would pop into her head ready to tell her to shut her out of it yeah yeah but now she's got no one and she's walking into probably one of the most daunting aspects of her life so far and she can, as a gargoyle has only known how to be a gargoyle for about two weeks, so <laughs> she can just freely have a pr- a pity party, and there's no mm. one there to tell her to to yeah. stop. There are there are times and places for pity parties because it, it gets out of your system, because sometimes you can kind of ignore your own emotions for so long that when you do go in, it you swallows you whole in this like pity party where you just get up and you don't do anything. Um, and maybe she needs to feel those things so that she gives her chance, like, like a moment. She has a moment and then she goes into it. And at not once during the fight did she have that pity party. Yeah, so she got it all out of her system early. Yeah. Um, okay. At no point did she feel like giving up. Like even when she was literally being pummeled into the ground, um, she didn't give up. She was just like, I don't know how to get out of this. And she was still trying to think of ways even when Cole was strangling her. So, like, I feel like the pity party was, like, a single moment. <laughs> yeah. She, you almost need to hit your low. That way you can hit your high right afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. But yeah. So, um, she's walking onto this field alone. And then all of a sudden, like, Cyrus is like, oh, well, thanks for finally joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. And he's, like, laying out all of the reasons why um, this tournament of Ludes is different compared to the one that she played, like, two days ago. Um, So all of a sudden, Grace is the only one that can actually get killed because the other students all have the safety bracelets. Yeah. Um, And then there's a shield around. And she's kind of contemplating, like, why do I feel miserable I know that I feel miserable anyway, and this is about a very daunting thing to do, but she almost kind of goes, I wonder whether Cyrus has somebody in the circle that's making me feel this way. I think that it's more that she thinks that Cyrus is influencing, like... More than he is. Right, like the... It's almost like everything is aligned in a negative way too perfectly. Like, it's stormy, the the sky is dreary, there's no color. Do you know what that's called? Do you know what that's called in literature? What? It's called pathetic fallacy. Where you you're taking everything where like it, like when a character is sad it's raining mm-hmm. or when a character is happy and bubbly it's always sunny or like the 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 weather f- copies the moods of the main character. It's called pathetic fallacy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You need well, sometimes you need to have expressions uh you know outside of the character's inner monologue to express those things which is why it's so um important in movies and i would dare say that um i love when stories or or movies challenge that like uh midsummer i don't know if you've watched it but it's so bright and flowers and sun and it's so terrifying and it's so happy appearing, but the the message behind the movie is so horrifying. And I think that that's what makes it so horrifying because everyone is so happy. 
<laughs> it's it's scary. Um, yeah, it kind of it adds to the atmosphere because it's not just what the character is feeling. It's also that there's an external thing that is going to always be influencing her emotions anyway. Nobody is psyched for a gloomy, dreary day. Right, right. Unless, so it, it adds to it. Unless you like you know, are able to like siphon some powers from that. You're like, yes, little do they know that I thrive in the storm. <laughs> Which she can do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I think she just kind of figures that out for the most part, though. Yeah. Like how- um, and then there's a moment where obviously Cyrus is kind of bragging about the fact that her opponents all are wearing safety bracelets, so they can't be like maimed or killed. And she's like, <laughs> yes that means i cannot pull punches <laughs> yeah she can just like, use all of hudson's power and not carry the guilt of killing everybody yeah and it, it, it just means that she doesn't have to worry about anything it means that she can kick as hard as she possibly can and not be concerned about that guilt of like oh i killed someone but she does that smirk back to cyrus and he like kind of stumbles back like oh fuck what did i did I give her an advantage I wasn't even aware of? Yeah. It's great. I I don't think that I would have quite the optimism that she has, <laughs> where she's like, oh, no. score. Nobody can die except for me. Awesome. Yeah. I don't feel like I would even feel like I could punch that hard anyway. Yeah. No. I would I would be like, no. <laughs> um, so my question was, because the, the big issue here is that even with it just being Grace and Jackson carrying the the comet, it gets hot very quickly, and then it also vibrates progressively Which she harder. she is not immune to. She's not immune to vibration. Yeah, and she's worried that it's going <laughs> to literally break her apart. So my question is, if you had to carry a vibrating ball, how would you carry it? <laughs> I own a few vibrating balls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't feel and, like uh, would you like to know where I put them <laughs> is, that, is that is that your final answer final answer because <laughs> I do feel like if you had to carry an object that was vibrating at such you know speed I don't feel that small appendages like fingers would be the ideal option for keeping it. You know, I would say that if you've got why didn't why doesn't anybody bring a backpack on to say, a papoose, right, why a, papoose. Bring a papoose, <laughs> <laughs> and just like kangaroo pouch it to the end, <laughs> like one of those um, those wraps, those those um, kangaroo carry wraps for a baby. You yeah, get a, you twist it all around your body and tie it in a bow. <laughs> Yeah, which is definitely how the dragons carry their eggs around. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I would say that, you know, the the when you have thunder thighs like Amber and I do, that maybe the thunder thighs would be your best option for carrying it. But then it. you can't run. <laughs> you can fly. You can space hop it. <laughs> you can bounce on it like one of those hippity hop balls that kids... <laughs> <laughs> and then the music from the South Park with the with <laughs> you, pogo stick. You know the song that plays like when they're trying to get into the weed dispensary. <laughs> that song plays. Oh, God. You're making me cry. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I love. I love the scene when <laughs> she goes through the portal, and um, 
she realizes that the portal opens up in the stadium and then then she realizes that there's a dragon coming in right behind them or right behind her. And my favorite part is how at the beginning of this, Cyrus is like, the audience will be totally safe. JK, <laughs> big dragon goes squish. And then the dragon just falls through the portal straight into the into the stadium and lands right on top of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why he added that shield. Like, what? Did he, I think that that was for the people outside, but that also meant that Grace could go back through the shield. Yeah, like that could have been. So, <laughs> why didn't Hudson and Jackson and everybody fade to her? Go zap, do you've got some magicy things now? Yeah, like they that would have been a perfect opportunity. It's like the stars aligned. She was outside of that force field. It's like. Yeah, but imagine if you're the other side of the stadium, like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Run. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, she's she's not going to notice them coming. She's oblivious to everything. She keeps flying into dragons. It's all dragons. Dragons are the issue with this whole thing. It's, I mean, the wolves are, are a pain, but it's like the dragons are what jump in. Every time she's making progress, it's like there's a dragon right behind her. To be fair, they're the only ones that can keep up with her flying. Like, I feel like she's got an advantage. If they didn't have a dragon on their team, she would have just gone, cool, but there's, bye. <laughs> there's two, right? Yeah. But they need it. I think she. I think that if there, if dragons didn't exist, there would have been another flying creature because there would be no way that Grace wouldn't win. <laughs> Bat boys. Can you imagine Ludares being played at the mermaid school? Or they're just like swimming around. That might be cool though. Yeah. All, yeah. All the it's sea. water polo. <laughs> yeah. I think that that would actually be neat. It's like Marco. <laughs> polo. Polo. Um, yeah. Next one is yours. It, <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah. This is dra- Grace the Dragon Hole Punch. <laughs> She's like playing chicken with a dragon. It's chicken again. Mm-hmm. Chicken. Always the chicken. Grace the chicken. And she's playing chicken with the dragon, like flying head on. And then um, she thinks she thinks all oh, the dragon's not moving. The dragon's not moving. And then suddenly does a tuck and roll straight through the wing. And I just imagined this like perfect hole punch <laughs> through the wing, it's just like a grace-sized hole. And this dragon just falls and goes bloop because obviously she's been really hurt. And I was like, why hasn't she done that multiple times? There are so many occasions when she could have done that. I mean, a membrane, dragon membrane for the wing probably is not very thick. No. Like with Batman. Yeah, she she could have done that with both dragons and unlocked (laughs) the entire sky. Yeah, bat membranes are like thinner than paper. They're like tissue paper. Yeah. So I feel that even if the dragon was very large, it wouldn't be any different than pushing through a sheet of paper. Yeah. Um, Hole punch. (laughs) Soon after this scene, Grace looks over and notices that Jackson and Hudson and Macy are all there beating on the force field and Jackson is shaking the stadium and Hudson is kind of yelling instructions to her. Um, But she like looks over and realizes like my friend's are there and she unlocks our <laughs> friendship and, yep and it, it's and it's just one of those perfect storybook moments where it's like oh i do have the power because my friends are here and i'm not alone yeah 
they were the people that were screaming, just get up when a guy was throttling me. It was great. As if I haven't thought about getting up at any point. Yeah. Like, imagine if, like, everybody was like, get up, Grace, Grace, get up, get up. And Hudson's like, go for the dick. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she would have reached, (laughs) she would have reached to, like, solution much faster. But she doesn't. She's just sitting there going, (laughs) and then it's like, just stand up. You're fine. Just get up. She's like, oh, I can stand up. (laughs) Yeah, imagine imagine being kneed in the balls by Stone. Yeah, she got she got maybe Cole, she right? maybe she accidentally like castrated him. She hit it was Cole, right? That she yep. Mm. I wonder if they're furry yep. like a like a wolf, like the rest of his body stays normal, <laughs> but then he's got like the furry like <laughs> little furry furry testes, little ones, yeah, like Chihuahua size. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think like cat ones because dog ones look like plums. Yeah, like they, there's no there's no fur on them. No, you're right. They're 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 only moderately hairy, but like a little fuzzy. What are, um, trouble puffs? That's, <laughs> that's what we call them. Trouble puffs. Get them right in the trouble puffs. Oh, what are we even talking about? Uh, cat balls, apparently. <laughs> ne- next note is yours though so you can you can end this conversation this is, uh, anytime <laughs> during this episode should be called kicked him right in the trouble puffs i'm gonna put it in the episode title <laughs> so uh my next note was grace the water spout because suddenly she decides ah i am a gargoyle and can just zap all the water into herself and just kind of creates this like whirlpool and I'm like, why is she trying to just make them get a little bit soggy? Why, if she could control water, why isn't she just drowning them until they poof out of the stadium? Like systematically, one by one. Yeah. That's how I would win. Um, because she she keeps on trying to fight them instead of ma- like hurting them so much or risking their life so much that they then get taken out of the game. But imagine if she did that enough times that the people that she was left with were just like the witches who can't do anything to her yeah they're they're essentially they are, useless yeah until they went hold on a minute rather than give grace offensive spells why don't we give defensive spells to our players they could be and all of a sudden the witches turned into bards they, i was gonna say they could take that they could take that um you know distance role and just kind of hang out at the perimeter of the field and just keep casting guidance yeah (laughs) okay so here's i would like to counter um this point and and say that you know grace has just created this this water wall but which is also a dnd spell which is also a dnd spell but I feel that it would have been more useful if she collected all of the sodas from everybody in the audience and turned that into like a tidal wave of sticky soda. Like, did yeah, you? It would have been really sticky. Have you ever, like, when you were a kid, did you ever go to the the dispensers at the store and just like fill up a cup with all the different pops to taste them? Like you just like you, you say that like we have a lot of pop. Um, you go to any kind of restaurant with like the refillable drinks, uh-huh. and it's always like Coca Cola, 
lemonade as it might be like um seven up or something it's never just schweppes or something oh um tango and like pepsi like that's 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 it really well here's what you do you once in a blue moon you get a lipton it's crazy We have, like, Mountain Dew and stuff and root beer. Yeah. And you can also flavor your Cokes. You can just go, like, oh, I want a lemonade. Which flavor of lemonade do you want? Um, I want the lemonade-flavored lemonade. Oh, that's only if the uh, that's only if the store has a remix machine where you can add in the flavors. But those are – you can do that at McDonald's and certain um, – we did it at City Barbecue. But that those are, like – you walk in and you're like, ooh, they have a remix machine. Like, you get excited about that. But not very many stores have those. <laughs> like a child with the ice cream factory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Taylor always gets excited when when we walk into one. But um, no, what, what I'm talking about, you call, it's called a suicide where you go and you get your, your cup and you fill it up, like, with each of the items, like all of the different drinks from the dispenser and you drink it. And it's disgusting. But for some reason, when you're a kid, it just sounds like a good idea. So like a dirty pint, but with soft drinks. Is that what you, a dirty pint? So, um, you, you see, you see, you know, when you're playing like a, like a, a drinking game, Uh huh. um, sometimes there is a, a rule where you add to the dirty pint that's in the middle oh, instead of drinking no. and it just becomes this like congeal because it depends what people are drinking. Cause some people are drinking cocktails. Some people are drinking that's like straight spirit with like coke or lemonade. Other people are drinking beer. Other people are drinking wine and the crazy people who are drinking like Advoca. Uh, <laughs> so there's bound to be one person that's drinking some dairy related. I'm drinking Nasty. Bailey's tonight. Stop adding cream to alcohol. <laughs> Cause it does it does it curdles. It curdles. Oh. It curdles the dirty pint so bad. I've never thank I thankfully never had to drink it, but that's what we call the the pint of nasty. Mm. <laughs> I don't like it, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, nobody in the audience is drinking Bailey's while they watch this absolute shit show. Which <laughs> I would like to also point out that Finn, for being the loving uncle and the the you know dignified headmaster of this prestigious academy, he has not said a damn word. No, he's just kind of letting it all happen. Yeah, he's not done anything to try to stop everything that's going on. And I just, I put in hashtag not Dumbledore. <laughs> like, he's just sitting there. He's not even like, yeah. he's not even trying to stop the obvious rules that are not being followed. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like he's kind of taken a very apathetic approach to being a headmaster this entire time. Like, even when we had the students where they, they literally tried to kill each other, he was just like, just don't do it again, guys, okay? Yeah, like, just settle down. Everybody just <laughs> calm down, okay? Don't be naughty. <laughs> don't be naughty. Don't be naughty. Um, <laughs> Grace ends up getting her wing broken, which I'll be honest, I, I didn't... I was like, this is it for her. And then she just like transforms human and then transforms back and she's fine. Um, Again, D&D. Yeah, I was I was going to say like what I, I was more imagining like somebody coming out with like one of those like little like spackling like 
<laughs> yeah. Patching her up with some concrete, just like painting it onto the wing, like blowing <laughs> on it. Polyfiller. Yeah. <laughs> blowing on it to make it dry quicker. It's okay. I've mud rocked it. <laughs> um, just so somebody comes out with a paper mache. <laughs> just sticking a bit of PVA on some newspaper strips. <laughs> just, it's okay. You're fixed now. You're fixed. You'll be fine. When it goes clear, you'll know you're wrong. <laughs> and then she's forever got the Daily Times just across her, her shoulder. What if it's an embarrassing article too? Local local <laughs> like, strip club it's, gets it's, hit for prostitution. Well, it was like, we have the page three from the sun. If you're a page three girl, you know that you've made it. <laughs> just, yeah, it's the page three girl from the sun just across your shoulder. <laughs> So we couldn't be picky. You were dying. I was not dying. All I needed to do was turn to human again. Nope, you were dying. <laughs> You'll forever wear this badge of honor. Mm -hmm. So Grace is pretty much screwed at this point. She, um, yeah, She's getting pummeled. Yeah, she hits the ground like right before she crosses the finish line. And they like lock her to the ground with the comet vibrating underneath her body where it's going to kill her. And then Cole grabs a goal post and like is is planning to just finish her off and she's like okay this is it i'm dead yep and then but then then she thinks like oh my knees hurt <gasps> my knees what's <laughs> <laughs> coming into a flashback <laughs> like i remember my uh, knees hurting long long ago when i fell <laughs> off of my bicycle when i was a child and then i think back to my mother my mother's smile wow <laughs> and then suddenly it's just like, and she ha she feels Hudson's power, like she unlocks it. And yep. then she realizes yeah. that if Hudson had truly wanted to kill everybody and commit this mass genocide, like everyone said that he would and wanted to do, he could have done it without even thinking. But instead, he used his power of persuasion, which in comparison is significantly less effective. But this ultimately proves that Everything that Hudson has been saying to her all along has been true. He's, he does not actually have malicious intent. And he was only going the extent that he did in order to try to stop his father. Yeah. It's just, it's just the way that she's like, I am barely like skimming the surface of it as well. And it's already so much power that I don't know what to do with it. Um, I'm interested to know what she would make of her own magic once she goes gives it back because she doesn't really describe the sensation of losing that power. Does she feel minuscule in does. comparison? Yeah. Does she go like, I'm pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> like, like driving like a Tesla and then all of a sudden you get back into your like Ford Mondeo and you're like, oh, <laughs> this is poopy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you spend, doesn't even have a sports mode. <laughs> you spend the weekend at your friend's mansion and then you like go back to your like shell. Yeah. Your little apartment and you're just like, oh, <laughs> It's got laundry. <laughs> it's got laundry. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, I, I'm kind of, 
I'm kind of confused as to where Grace getting giant came from, because that <laughs> that wasn't yeah. that's not one of Hudson's powers. It's, we don't have giant Hudson, but every time that someone threw a spell at her or any magic, it's like the magic itself is. She almost absorbed it and got bigger and bigger. Well, that's bigger. what the unkillable beast happened to him. Every time he got hurt, he got bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, okay. So that was her. That was kind of her power mixed with Hudson's power then. Yeah, or it was a power that she had all along. She just never needed it because she was never that hurt. Mm-hmm. But I think spoilers: she never uses it again. Yeah, if that's the case. There are so many other occasions where she could have used it. There's so many other applications for this. Why has she not done it? Right, right. Yeah. I wonder whether Hudson can get bigger the more you hurt him. I don't know. I think that he's already been hurt so much. <laughs> Is it? Oh, no, I, I mean, in a different way. <laughs> oh, see, but that would be a pain because if you were trying to dom on Hudson, then and you were and you were hitting him, he would just break out of his binds, and you would. What a shame. What a shame. <laughs> and then he and then he would quickly overpower you. Oh no. Switch. <laughs> yeah. So Grace obviously wins and my favorite part is that she, not only does she cross the finish line, she switches back into a human to cross the finish line as a human to kind of it was a very like spit in the face of everybody moment where Mm-hmm. And in the crowd who has been like very um, spiteful towards her based on kind of the rhetoric that Cyrus has put in their heads, they're suddenly cheering. I, and I think it's because they do realize at this moment, like how rigged this game was against her and how against all odds she was still able to win a challenge that she was not supposed to win. She was supposed to die. Yeah. I am wondering just how much she could have done on her own because the only thing that she did do with Hudson's power initially was to dissolve the vines. Yeah, uh, the last the last part was the only time when she really used his power, but she only, I mean, she almost made it on her own. Yeah. Which is a good, it's good, though, because if she would have 100% relied on Hudson's power, then it would have just proven to Jackson that she really has been just as helpless as he's made her out to be. Yeah, but also I feel like she probably would have passed out because, well, she did, I think she did pass out um, at the end. Um, But Hudson told her that he warned her that using his power more than like the one time where she desperately needs to um, would wipe her out. Because she doesn't have the power of self-healing like a vampire does. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it just made me wonder that if she needed his power any more than she did, would she have been even worse off on the end? Just completely just passing out before she'd even reached the goalposts because she'd used too much. She just faints at the, at the finish line like one inch away from it. It's like her hands just like an inch away. <laughs> How disappointing would that be? <laughs> I was convinced when they had her on the ground. My first read through, I was like, "This is it. She's lost. She's gonna die. You gonna and die. is she gonna come back as a Gar Phoenix? A Gar Phoenix." <laughs> uh, right. So should we move into spoilers, no, or do you have any more notes? No, you had one more. 
Oh, yes. So when she she gets over the the finish line, she she sarcastically offers the comet that she's been holding for like a full 10 minutes to Cyrus, who just goes like, no, thank you. No, thank you. And she drops it on the floor. And Nuri, um, Flint's mum, the gargoyle, not the dragon queen, bows to her in respect. Because up until um, this point, she's the only one who has been able to hold the comet that long. Yeah. I, just, I thought that that was just a really cool moment where Grace was kind of respected. Yeah, that's the first time that she has been respected by anyone in the circle. Yeah. More than just like, uh, hmm, cool, you challenged for inclusion. Interesting. There's like, a, no, actually you had power behind it. It wasn't just a shit hail mary get out of jail free card kind of thing right it was a you actually deserve to be on the circle because you won yeah yeah and i think that i'm assuming that nuri thought like okay she is gonna be like i think that nuri was accepting that she was going to be on on the circle at that point yeah so all right spoilers are you ready? So you're the only yes. one with spoilers, though. So yes. So I have th- three slash four. Okay. Um. So the first one was when Hudson said that he wouldn't be the first ghost at Catmere, mm-hmm. and then he said, "And besides, ghosts don't work that way." And she says, "What do you mean by that?" And he was like, "Well, I was dead. Well, sort of." And he wouldn't elaborate on it when she asked what you mean, sort of. And um, it made me think of when he's talking in court about how he had just poofed himself. And I was like, this is the first time he mentions that, that he wasn't actually dead. Yeah, he was just kind of in limbo, which leads me to wonder, mm-hmm. because the charm, you know, we get the at the end of um, court, we find out about... Um, you know, what, what's going on with Mackay and him having, you know, shadow bug bite that, and there, there, there's a mention in Cherish of them going to some shadow realm in order to cure Mackay. And then we also get a little preview of Charm where Tracy has mentioned that they were in the shadow realm, which is ultimately like when they were trapped in Grace's gargoyle, that that was the shadow realm. So is that just a place where is the shadow realm where you go to wait in limbo? Like, is it that you're not dead, but you're just kind of... Maybe. I just thought that it was interesting that he was willing to talk about it before Covert happened and Court happened. He'd never really mentioned it. Yeah. I noticed that too. I noticed that when I read it, um, I was... It's the little things, the little, like, slide, slide little comments that he sneaks in that you're just like, wait... Did that mean what I thought it meant? Or was it just a, well, I was dead, but then I came back. So was I really dead? Yeah. Because that's how I read it the first time. But now I'm like, <gasps> a clue. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my second spoiler note was um, there is a, a bit when Grace has got Hudson out of her head and then she says that not only like she, does she feel this wrenching, but it's not a wrenching like she had when she lost Jackson's mating bond, but it was like something sliding finally back into place. Mm. And I was like, wait, was that 
their mating bond coming in or was that just her saying that her mind belonged to her again? Maybe a little bit of both because I feel like she also looks at him with new eyes when he's in front of her. Like she, she's immediately attracted to his scent and um, yeah, she, she's just the mating bond. She's just the baby bond. Yeah, she's she's really seeing him differently in this moment. Yeah. I, I really thought my first read through, I'm like, they're going to kiss. Kiss, kiss, kiss. And then they don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my sort of second, third thought, part of that was that if he was her mate already and he he would know that, Um, why didn't he go into the the Ludez tournament with her. Maybe it was one of those like things where he would be more concerned that he would immediately be apprehended because his parents think that he's just gone. It would also be a really big smack in the face to walk in, you know, hand in hand with Grace who who doesn't know that they're mated and that might upset her to find out like right before this moment where she's just lost Jackson. I feel like maybe it might've caused too many distractions. The logical choice would have definitely been to fight with her, but. Yeah, cause it wouldn't have mattered. Like, like I know that he's going to have to come to terms with the fact that he has to say that he's mated to her at some point, but surely you would want to announce that you are her mate before she goes on to a battle where you're the only person on earth that could have assisted her. Right. Or he would know that the only way for them to actually have won would have been for him to use his powers, and he didn't want his dad to know yet. That's true, too, because he doesn't want his dad to know the power that he has. Um, and he's, he keeps those powers a secret until the end of Covet. Yes. So maybe it's it's good because who knows they could have they could have immediately lost they could have lost the element of surprise yeah they could have immediately you know captured him and taken him back to the vampire court so but yes i i would say that logically that would have been the way yeah. to go um and then when grace is using hudson's power for the first time and her her power and his power are like melding together to create something completely new she says that it mingles with something older than herself and a power that she didn't quite recognize. And I was like, that must be her demigod powers already, which made me think that maybe was the giant thing Ooh. a demigod thing, in which case is Alistair also a demigod? Because so far, out of all of the gargoyles that we meet in court, the only people that are able to grow bigger are Alistair and Grace, because none of the other gargoyles do. In fact, some of them are dying in war. They're, they're not absorbing the impact. It's not something that they're absorbing. They're just dying. That's true. And she also, I think that she, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't she realize that the voice that's like, it's very articulately yelling at her? Yeah. Doesn't she realize that that's not the unkillable beast? Uh talking to her she says you know the unkillable beast or like whoever it is she does refer to it as the beast <laughs> right maybe because i mean that's not how the unkillable beast has spoken to her in the past it's all been very broken like no don't and yeah, this has been very roary <laughs> yeah and this this was a more 
pronounced voice in speaking in complete sentences. So maybe that is also the moment when her demigod is kind of awakening, though she hasn't touched that emerald string yet. So at the same time, she hasn't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I also don't think that she uses her water spoutness ever again either. She seems to be like a one pump chump. One pump one pump grace. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember because I read court so fast, but I think you're right. I don't So so to cover she uses again, she uses a power for the first time and it's like incredible and then she never uses it again. That seems to be a trend with everybody. Same with um uh Oh, what's the new what's the new wolf's name in court? The 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 they Dawood yeah, Dawood. Da Dawood. 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 Wood. Wood. Dawood. Dawood. <laughs> um, Dawood has an awesome power or ability to use a slingshot that I and I absolutely loved that scene. And then we never <laughs> He only used it in training and then he never used it actually in combat. Yeah. I mean uh, they they never used it. Yeah. I just um, I feel like everybody has this amazing power and then they they never use it they again. Never use it. <laughs> Because that, that was my favorite scene in, in all of court, believe it or not, of all of the great scenes that were in court, my favorite scene was Dawood in the gargoyle <laughs> court little battle scene fighting with um, the slingshot. That was just such a yeah. cool scene, just proving everybody wrong because I always, you know, it's always like the, the no pun intended, but the underdog character, the the character that everybody's like, oh, you're too little, and and you're you're yeah. the little brainiac character ends up being the one that is super. It's like, well, physics, guys, physics. <laughs> I win. I loved it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that that is it for this episode, guys. We've got one more episode for Crush. We've got episode. Um, 44, where we're going to be finishing Crush and probably covering some of the bonus chapters. And then episode uh, 45, we should be starting Covet. Yay! It's my favorite. Yes. I, I'm, I'm very excited. I, You know, I thought that Crush was my favorite, and I think that when I read it, I, I, I it was my favorite to read for the first time, but for the reread, I am most excited to reread Covet. Oh, uh, no. So Covet is like, they're going to places. They're actually like yeah. leaving Katmere and not just going to an island where they kind of come home like, oh, that was a really bad idea. <laughs> it's not internal problems. Like at, at Katmere, everything is all like drama related problems within their circle. Whereas these problems that they're about to face are world problems. It's, it's expanding mm -hmm. outward. And I like that. Yeah. So very exciting. So guys, expect um, episode 45, not this upcoming week, but next week will be our our giveaway that we're going to be hosting. So make sure that you keep an eye out for that. Feel free to invite some friends over to our brand new Crave the Book podcast tea room group on Facebook. Um that is admin by me and Amber and Phoenix. So go in there, start talking about the podcast, about Crave in general. You can also talk about other books, but we're going to try to keep that to a minimum because there's plenty of other groups out there to, you know, chat about books. But we'll, we'll try to keep it mostly Crave related. And how fun that we made the group for you guys to talk. So, yeah. All right, Amber. <laughs> I 
guess this is it. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.